0: we come to this place for magic we come to pop over Review to laugh to cry to drink because we need that all of us that indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before sound that i can feel somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this not just entertained but somehow reborn together pop Poor review we make movie podcasts better
1: I have never seen an affair of this sort handled any better. The men died wonderfully. There's always that chance that one of them will do something that will leave everyone with a bad taste. This time, you couldn't ask for better.
0: Hey guys, this is Pop Poor Review, the movie podcast. I, I was not ready. I, I literally. Oh,
1: s- I didn't know you were starting to eat. I said
0: ready, and then you, and then you muted your phone. And yeah, I was but, but then usually you're- you, like, you, like, you, you okay, and then you look at your computer and you hit. Usually go you and- hit
1: the button. I didn't know it was going already, so I was like, oh, we didn't do
0: a mic check. <laughs> like, I, you, oh, you threw me off there. I, I just did it. You guys, you you were very talkative today, so I was able to just kind of do it with the conversation. Oh, man, oh well,
1: like to be fair, like that was very abrupt. For <laughs> I was like, "Hey guys," I was like, "Oh my god, he didn't press the button." I was like, "He's not recording us." I'm just I want, <laughs>
0: for a second, I'm, I thought you. I'm like, "Oh my god, is he not recording?" I know. It's I was just supposed to be like, "Why go. are you not recording?" <laughs> no, I wanted to see how far you guys would notice. Um, okay, let me back up. Someone make a rewind button. Or sound. <laughs> hey guys, it's Popcorn Review, of the movie podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi, and today we are traveling all the way back to 1957 for our our next, our newest movie for the IMDb top 250. It is number 61. It is Path the Paths of Glory. Do you say the. Do you remember the clues that you gave or no?
1: Uh, was it milk? No, no. that was uh, <laughs>
0: that was snatched. <laughs> I, I do not remember. I want to say it was. I want to say something land? with nomad. No, War. no, no, I think no, nomad no man, land No man's land. Am I saying Nomadland? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a movie about with... Um, I think the War. And I think Wonder Woman? No, no. Wonder Woman and the Nomad... No No Man's Land is the same clip. I know, but I thought you said both. I don't
1: remember. That was like, what, three weeks ago?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a little bit ago. Um, So yeah, Paths of Glory. Jimmy, let's just get right into it. Um, Summary. Just tell everyone what it's about. Fill, okay. us, fill us in. In Paths of Glory, war is viewed in terms of power. The film is about a true episode in World War One. combines the idea that class differences are more important than national differences, with the cannon fodder theory of war, the theory that soldiers are merely pawns in the hands of generals who play at war as if it were a game of chess. Um, the director, Stanley Kubrick. The writer, Stanley Kubrick, Calder, Willingham, and Jim Thompson. The IMDb rating is 8.4. The Rotten Tomato score is 96 critics, 95 audiences. The box office... Not available. And Oscars, none, which kind of shocked me. But Stanley Kubrick, I feel, they just did not like him. I I feel like people did not like him.
1: Well, this movie also came out, like, during the time. Like, I think me and Matt actually discussed it when we were watching it. We're like, this came out during the time where, like, the Hollywood blacklist, like, the House of Un-American Activities was, like, in full swings. And this was super anti-war. So the odds of this getting any recognition... It, it was like next to nothing, I think, during that time.
0: Because I think what I saw was like, oh, if it was the Academy today, this movie where it's like, okay, like it's anti-war and they're telling it in a really interesting way. It'd be like every single Yeah, thing. they'd be like, uh, you get an Oscar, you, you get, get an Oscar. Oscar. Yeah,
1: I feel like- and Maybe I, not technical awards, but definitely Oscars. But I was
0: like, I, I was mind blown from, I, I thought at least cinematography, because I feel like
1: cinematography was really good.
0: Cool. those like long shots were not a thing as much back then
1: i loved the close-up shots during the depositions yeah like oh i was like what i was like those are really nice
0: like the first thing i told kelly was like i literally feel like i was watching like a movie like mank or schindler's list where they it was a modern film with this film in black and white yeah and I, know there, I know that i know that was color at this time but like it didn't, it just was like. I'm like, I don't know if it was the HD that helped me with that theory. I was like,
1: they really remastered it well because I saw that they said that a lot of the original footage was in such poor quality that it took a long time for them to uh, remaster it just so, like, the quality was up. And this is part of the criterion. Yeah. Collection. So
0: they, they it, when it's important, the criterion collection gets it. It's like, but the, I, th- I think th- best remastering. I think but that helped Jimbo. my. Was that really clear though? I don't remember it being like super. Yeah, I remember it was. Yeah, that was very clear. clear. Was that that's after this movie, right? In terms of like when it was released, I, I think that don't was the remember 60s? the year of Yojimbo. Jimbo. No, yeah, I. It was just the shots were like I'm like I'm watching a modern film. It was kind of it was kind of it was weird. It was weird. So yeah, no Oscars, box office. They didn't have anything for this movie. I think it just bombed that badly. So, uh, the drink this week is the battlefield. It is iced tea, lemonade, peach schnapps, and bourbon. No, I'm actually just trying it's to like, like stuck look, in my throat. I'm just trying to look on to see if there's any like coded well, numbers for
1: Well, Box Office could, Mojo
0: had like 5,000 for like international which confused me.
1: I don't think it was released internationally.
0: Well, that's why I got confused cuz I'm like, well, no it did cuz it was it was that's my like first shotgun fact. It was banned in or not ba- it didn't release for like years in like a yeah. bunch yeah. of countries. Okay. I know the so, the book sold poorly too. Wikipedia says it was released in the United States in December 1957. It was considered a modest box office success and earned Kubrick critical acclaim. Okay, because I read a lot of facts on IMDb and other places that said it pretty much bombed the box but office. But this is Wikipedia. We'll we're, never know. But we're talking, we're doing IMDb Top 250, so like, who do we side with? No, I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm just doing a quick...
1: Okay, so Wikipedia. now I'm going
0: to, I'll start the shotgun facts. The first one, I just kind of mentioned it, it was... This film was well French authorities considered the film to be a, an offense to the honor of their army and prohibited its exhibition in France until 1975. Germany did the same thing, Switzerland did the same thing, Fran- uh, Spain did the same thing, and I think there also was and then the United States um it was banned in the United States for a while.
1: So essentially it just basically offended European countries to like the highest extent and the United States was like we're not we're not not happy with it but we're going to wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it, it kept saying like, it was never banned forever like it released maybe like 10 years in each country after the release. Mm-hmm. Which that's why I'm like I can't see it saying it's a uh, I can see it being like oh, like time has passed it's a success for him but not in like
1: the immediate. Well, release. I could see it possibly being a, a modest box office office. That was office. A twin. I tried to say that before I was like I can't Modest it. box office isn't it a tongue release? twister? Yes, I, like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now, but I could see it solely because it's Kirk Douglas. And yeah, Kirk, <laughs> I can't say his name either right now. Kirk, Kirk Douglas. Douglas. Oh. I don't know what's happening with my language.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So number two, the epic battle sequence was filmed in a five thousand square foot yard. Pe- um, uh, five thousand square yard. I don't think that does make sense. That's how it says. But whatever. Uh, it was in a, it was rented from a German farmer after paying for the crops, the production team moved in with eight cranes and as many as 60 crew members working around the clock to create the terrain of a world war one battleground. The special effects supervisor was even forced to appear before a special German government commissioned before a special German government commission before he was permitted to acquire the huge number of explosives needed for the battle scene. I have to say, I know, Kelly, you fell asleep during this part, but it wasn't because yeah. the movie. It was just you were I tired. I was tired. At first I was like, oh, I don't know if like the war films back then can like you know, so they're so spectacle now, and I was like, oh, I don't know like how it's gonna be. And I watched that sequence. I was like, damn, that was actually pretty good for um, an older war movie compared to the newer ones. That was the the scene where they're like charging to get the where he left Ant Hill. The, I think it was called the Battle. The, 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 the Hill. second. The second like a squad didn't go and yeah the whole thing that the the, the whole it point of the movie apart. really it's yeah. not
1: the one where they blew up the guy yeah okay
0: it was the one where it like triggered the guy to want to like send fire on that area and then he was like you're all arrested like that's, that that was one. the scene where he's like well blow up my men and they were yeah. like mm, no thank you yeah that one that then i was like well at first i was like you can't after wonder woman you really can't do a battle of no man's land that i mean like that's like top tier and i was like this actually comes. I, and, I thought it came pretty and close. She was pregnant when filming that scene. I always forget that. I, I like you. You don't see. I feel like they don't push those photos out as much because she had the green green screen belly. And I'm <laughs> like, it, I feel like I'm like now it looks silly, but it's also <laughs> a great scene. Um, number three, Stanley Kubrick's numerous fluid tracking shots require that the trenches be two feet wider than the original War, War, World War World War One trenches. Are you wearing like like us? Are you have you had too many watermelon beers today? Just one. Well, may, I also maybe can't, maybe one's too much. I also can't talk to begin with, so maybe. <laughs> um World War 1 trenches to allow room for the roving camera dollies. 60 years later, the tracking shots in the World War 1 trenches of Sam Mendes's 1917 looked very familiar, almost an ama homage to the ones in this film. He said he actually like reviewed I did notice that. I was like, "Oh, this looks a lot like 1917." I, but like I don't remember like 1917 The only, like, tracking shot. The whole movie is a tracking shot. I was going to say, the only, like, really tracking shot I remember is when he's running. You don't remember any of the beginning? Can you guys,
1: first for our listeners, define a tracking shot?
0: It's pretty much, it's just like... it's A shot that tracks. A shot that follows never kind of cuts. I I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. If... If you've seen 1917, the whole movie was a tracking shot, pretty much. You don't remember the whole ones in the trenches? I, I, re- I and remember. And then you were like, "That's Hot Priest from Fleabag." Fleabag. No,pe. Yeah, I do. I do not remember screaming, "That's Hot Priest from Fleabag" in the theater. <laughs> but you're acting no, I, like I, I probably. Do. You're acting like that was like. A I was like, pos- "Oh look, it's Hot Priest." Yeah, we were in the. I know exactly. I don't know why I remember this, but we were in Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center, the um do the Dolby one, Dolby, right? Yeah. And we were in the back row, and you were like, "You were like, that's Hot Priest from Fleabag." I was like. What I was like, <laughs> I don't okay. remember that, but I would not put that past me from yeah. doing that. That was I also was like, this reminds me a lot of 1917. Fun fact, he's not called top priest. There's, n- I don't know where that came from. But it's not like you, you were the only one calling. him no, hot priest. No, 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 no. no I'm no, saying no, like, like, yeah, I know. But that, like, like, uh, what's her face was like, I never like that's never written down anywhere. I don't know why people just started calling him. He's just priest.
1: <laughs> I only because I slept during most of those scenes because I fell asleep. I g- only got the vibe when they were in the bunker, like for the first time when they went and the guy got blew up, blewed up, blowed up. Oh my well, God. We're having problems we You're not going to be able to speak today. <laughs> but the bunker scene, cause I'm like, this looks exactly like the bunker scene yeah. from 1917.
0: They said they also, I think for 1917 had to widen the trenches. Apparently that was like a thing. They didn't want to do it. Cause they're like, that's not historical, historically accurate. And they're like, okay, but for filming purposes, we need to <laughs> film through it. Um, and then number four is during filming, Timothy Carey, who played, I don't remember his character's name, I call him, or Kelly called him Sylvester Stallone lookalike, <laughs> whoever is listening and we you don't know the name of the actual actor, was disruptive. He also faked his own kidnapping for personal publicity, causing Stanley Kubrick and producer James B. Harris to fire him. Because of this, they were unable to show the three condemned soldiers during the battle scene. Which battle scene? Were they, was that like the big one, like the No Man's Land one? I would think the scene that you know got them in trouble. But they all were—they all weren't together in that scene, were they? It was th- th- three, three well, different. I think like
1: they couldn't show them all together.
0: No, no. But when they say the battle, like the battle scene, do they, is that the scene they mean? I'm assuming. I don't know. I fell asleep. Wait, which one is the? the which one do you consider the Sylvester Stallone like? The, the, the one who talks, spoke like Sylvester Stallone. Like, like he was one of the. The kin- beard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know one of them just died. One of those actors. Oh, really? He played the bartender in The Shining. Oh, he was in that movie, too? He was one of the three. Is he, he the youngest one? He was the youngest the one. The one who got knocked out? Yeah. yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I know who I, you're talking about. I
1: looked it up yesterday, but no, yeah, I called him the Sylvester Stallone guy because I was just like, does this guy, like the way he speaks, does he remind you of Sylvester Stallone?
0: What's the girl's name of Rocky? Adrian. Adrian. I literally can hear the guy saying, Adrian. And I know it's a terrible impression, but. Adrian. Like, it, was during, it was because during. Adrian. It
1: was, yeah, it was during the duck it's dinner. F- so what are you doing? That's
0: Rocky's having you his You sound stroke. mentally challenged. Adrian.
1: <laughs> you sound like the guy from Family Guy Opie. Oh my
0: Here's my thing. I said it once, realized it wasn't good. I backed off. You for some reason decides to say it over and over again. Sorry, continue what you're saying.
1: Well, it was during the duck dinner scene where he's like, this is a great duck dinner. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't understand a word he's saying. This sounds very Sylvester stallone
0: Did you read the facts about that scene? How, like, yeah. Stanley Kubrick was very, like, a uh, David Fincher-esque, but I guess it was before David no, Fincher? No, but it wasn't
1: him. It was the actor. Oh,
0: to I hear. was reading that he also wasn't getting what... It was a bunch of the actors that they... they well, yeah, like, yeah. I, I
1: heard that. I read that, too, but that particular scene was also because of the actor because he He wasn't eating it it right it wasn't it was that but he also was like trying really hard to make his character more yeah and they just kept shooting it over and over again they showed it like 57 times but it's like after i read that because i was reading facts while we were watching the movie during the end scene in particular oh wait are we done with shotgun facts no okay
0: you want to hold it then You want to hold that?
1: No, I. I, In the end scene, particular during spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Oh, I forgot
0: to do that. Thank you.
1: Spoiler alert. Uh, the execution scene. He was like, he was going with the crying like over the top, Mm -hmm. and like at one point when they went to the third guy because he was in the middle. I like in my mind, I'm just like, I feel like they probably like drowned out all of his crying because I would not put it past this dude, like considering his hijinks, to be, like, wailing during this other yeah. dude's lines.
0: Because also, I mean, like, there was, there was a couple of scenes I've read where Stanley Kubrick was very, like, he took, like, over 60 shot takes to get it right. Mm-hmm. I Which I didn't realize Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick was like that. But I, I thought that was very, because I remember reading, like, it wasn't, he was, it was him being extra, but also, like, he, it said that he kept forgetting to know how to eat the duck properly. So, like, they would have to do it again. And then apparently, like, a fresh duck would have to be made every single time. I was like... Damn. Maybe he was just hungry. He was just like, I like the duck. Maybe, eating it. Maybe. But also to finish that the shotgun fact, uh, a, a double was used for the scene where the priest hears Farol, I think his name was, Confession, which now it makes sense because you don't see him. You just see him in the back. You see him like in the back and the, and back, and the priest kind of goes like Father, mm-hmm. Son, Holy Spirit. And then number five is this movie was shot for under a million dollars, and 300000 of that was going to Kirk Douglas's salary. And I tried to do the math and I was like, okay, like nowadays it was like $10 million is the budget. And I think that was like $3 million of the $10 million. I was like, damn. It was just like Kirk Douglas's like high
1: point. Yeah, he was like really big because I think Spartacus had also. No, well, that was their next was movie. But he was still really big during this time. Yeah. Like Spartacus wasn't his like. That wasn't his breakthrough in Hollywood. So this wasn't
0: his break. This was like, he's, he's, a, he's an established He was already,
1: actor. I think he, I'm pretty sure he was an established actor okay. by this
0: point. I'm trying to find. Because
1: if, if that wasn't the case, then why would Kirk Douglas get so much of that? And he's the one, I think Kirk Douglas is the one who, I'm, another shotgun fact, which I'm, are you done with shotgun facts?
0: <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: Was that they originally had an alternate ending where everyone was saved at the last minute but kirk douglas was like nah fuck that you better do it the other way and i think and they did like a little ruse where they gave the script with um them not being saved in but they knew that people weren't gonna read it till the end so they were just like no you had it the entire time so
0: i I was gonna save that for the actual conversation i only have five so that's why but we can continue that did you find if it was his heyday i mean yeah this was like he was big because he had done Ten Thousand leagues under the sea and Okay, so we're going to take a break. Like Yeah, like that was...
1: He was established, Okay,
0: So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk what we were talking about. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of Two Beards Please podcast. I asked him if he'd ever done this before. He said that he had. So you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table? Just before we start, right. So you didn't think to ask these questions... Like in a consultation visit? I really or didn't something, care. I just wanted lines. to prolong the hot knife cauterization <laughs> as long as I could. I also had some adults come to my door, not with kids. Did you give them candy? I did. What's wrong with you? What's they t- deserve apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, what's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? Okay. This beer is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. Laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. And we're back. Talking Paths of Glory. Let's pick up where we were left off. You were saying there was a, a different ending. I did have that, and I think Stanley Cooper was very, like, um nervous about it like the the sadder ending Mm -hmm. and like they i think you you said like they made the new ending i think they tried to like pass it out and whatever Mm -hmm. and then kirk douglas kirk douglas it seems like he was very like on top of kubrick to be like no like you have the right idea stick with it
1: i'm pretty sure that didn't kirk douglas write the original like screenplay with the guy i know he produced
0: it i didn't read anything that he wrote it but it's possible helped
1: write the original screenplay but obviously it went through changes so he wasn't credited anymore but or maybe i'm getting confused with stanley kubrick but i know that kirk douglas was a big fan of the book which is why he the only reason they made this movie was because kirk douglas attached himself to it
0: well i know it was also a play before this
1: yeah, but they said no studios wanted to take this movie at all because it was anti-war, and the only reason that was it MGM to MGM,
0: MGM or UA or something like that. Yeah,
1: the only reason they took it was because Kirk Douglas was like, "I want to do this movie," and then they were like, "Kirk Douglas, oh yeah."
0: I feel like that always. Ha- I feel like that that's happened like still today but, in so
1: many movies.
0: But what you're saying? Yeah, because I remember reading like Paramount bought the rights because the book was for some reason the, the book did you, terrible. You said the book did terrible, but a lot of people I feel like knew it was a good movie somehow because like everyone was trying to get the rights and then like i know paramount bought the rights and they were like we're gonna piss off the french which i b- would still happen today if someone <laughs> bought and they're like oh we're gonna piss off another country
1: emily in paris yeah.
0: <laughs> oh really that pissed off yeah but they still make it though
1: i know because it does so well for netflix i mean i watch it it's a garbage show but i yeah. still watch it oh, i don't uh, care.
0: france hates it
1: they fucking hate emily oh i didn't know that i didn't know that they hate it they're just like this is just a caricature of fucking Paris.
0: See, I was thinking more of like when they edit stuff for they're China. so and stuff like they're
1: that. literally so offended by Emily in Paris.
0: I've never seen it, but I can, from what I've heard, I can understand. It's really understand.
1: bad. But I still watch it.
0: But what was I going to say? Um, I think then, so, and then I guess whoever, I think Kirk Douglas tried to buy it, or whatever, it's a whole thing. But. It, yeah, I think they must have known it was going to be a good movie cuz like it was a play and then they were like it wasn't it it was so limited and I was like what this does not seem like a good play mm-hmm. because of the whole like grand battle like if it was just the courtroom stuff I'm like okay it could be a good play but then and then you know and then the rest is history but I think J- Kirk Douglas did he produce most of his movies cuz he seemed very like producer head on for this I movie. think
1: after a certain I think after he became established, which I guess is, was around this time, I think he was like, I, I think he was like Ryan Reynolds, like one of those people that are just like, I will never no longer be in a movie unless I'm a producer or something on it.
0: And it makes sense because I can see this movie going left very easily mm-hmm. with like, oh, like we had to please a lot of people and they didn't. What would you think if you saw like the happier ending? Would you be upset? Or would you not like it as much? Yes,
1: probably. Because I, I know mean, you
0: asked, They're like you're like, if they die, what's the purpose of this movie? yeah and i was like at first i was like oh i guess are you right i was like maybe is that what i'm thinking and then i was thought of it i'm like i think this whole movie is supposed to just be like war is just like war is pointless like after i
1: read about it but like initially like you were also like saying because we were watching and we're just like what is like
0: the ending confused me because i didn't really get the meaning of it then i read it and i was like oh like it's just it just means that you know war War.
1: there's no reason for it yeah like war like brings out the worst in humans and it's just it's literally useless because like when we were watching it i hadn't i wasn't doing any of the research that i was doing i was i, I generally was doing then i started doing it and i was like okay i'm getting it a little bit more but like initially i was just like what the what the fuck are you doing with this movie because mm-hmm. like honestly i did not i fell asleep during the battle scene which i am upset about i probably i have to go back and watch it be, because i was not impressed with the first like 10-15 minutes mm-hmm. and then when we got to the court scene which I was like, okay, now I'm, like, super into it. And then the ending, I was like,
0: eh. Yeah, the book book ends of the movie were a little softer than the middle part, which was so strong.
1: Yeah, the middle part was really strong, and then the ending was, like, the ending wasn't bad. I I prefer now the more, the executed ending, but I was still kind of, like, mm. No,
0: the ending is, I think, which also I wasn't expecting from this movie, was a very, like, oh, you have to, like, sit and think about it before you actually understand the ending which i mean like i wasn't expecting for a movie in the 50s to give me well, that. yeah
1: like when it ended and you were like wait what why are they crying because of this woman singing?" Yeah. i was like i think it's just supposed to be like one of those moments where they just sit back and they're just like fuck, fuck. Like, what, yeah, yeah
0: because i read it I, on wikipedia i read the last paragraph and they're like it it said like as she sings it's literally them just realizing i'm probably gonna die Yeah. Like, it's like, why am I here? There's no reason for it. Yeah. And they know every, and it's like, oh, and then the very ending, Kirk Douglas walks away because he's like, we can't stop this. Yeah. And I was like, I give them a lot of credit because I feel like it's a pretty ballsy movie for 57.
1: Though I want to ask you guys because this like pulled like, this movie also pulled like an Amadeus kind of thing, which I don't know if it was done purposely because of the time period, but this was technically supposed to be the French army. And we literally didn't have anyone doing any French accents or, like, really pertaining to any French culture at all. They all had very thick, like, Brooklyn, like, the New one, York accent.
0: The one, like, head guy who wanted to rain fire on the people had, like, a, I feel like he was trying to do Fran- French.
1: Yeah, but it's, like, they all pretty much stuck with, like, mm. they all had very, like, American, New York type accents. And I was, like, did that confuse anyone at all or did that take away from it at all? Because I was just kind of, like... Because I asked Matt, like, as we are I'm like, are they supposed to be French or German or something yeah. like that? And he's like, no, nah, yeah. And I was like, okay, because I thought it was going to be like, oh, it's the French army and Kirk Douglas was like an American general or mm. something. But I was like, no, nah, they're all supposed to be French and, and like, interesting.
0: And for <laughs> background information, if you didn't listen to Amadeus, this pretty much was Amadeus. They purposely, it's all in Britain, right? Or uh, um Austria. And yeah. they didn't choose; they just chose to have American accents, and like that was a creative choice. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. I think that they just didn't want to do accents because then, if it was an American film back in the fifties, like people would be like, "Well, why do they have French accent?" I think it was just uh, the fifties, 50s. fifties, 50s and it's just easier to just it, it's more. Um, it was just during that period. Yeah. Right? It, it, it it more people, it'll. Uh, my thing is that I I can't think, I think they were they didn't it was fifties they don't they it would attract more. I don't want to say that rep, I mean like representation wasn't a huge thing so like they were like who cares we have a big star do whatever you want it we rather get more money than be historically Which I accurate. Yeah, but it's
1: also like I've seen movies from that time period where they actively do do accents. I am
0: surprised though you Stanley know? Kubrick chose that because he seems more of a I guess like a more like sophisticated director. And I feel like he would have put that in, but maybe that was, I don't know, other people. I think he was going more towards the message yeah. of the film. So, than
1: yeah, like I was like, is it an active choice like they did in Amadeus? But it's like, or were we at a point where it's just like we also had actors, honestly, who were incapable of doing I
0: think it's a little bit of both. I also just think they, uh, I have a feeling it really didn't even cross their mind i feel like back then it's like it you're making or, american movie make pe- make them american or they
1: were purposely doing it so they could be like we're talking about the american army but we're not
0: yeah i don't i <laughs> well, could have been it too they were maybe trying to like it was supposed to yeah i think maybe there was like we're not we're not going to make this seem like it's any specific army but it's weird because they specifically said french army. yeah like the beginning, which was kind of cool because it was like a documentary almost, and I thought that was how the whole movie was going to be. They literally were like, the voiceover said, like, it was French Army, 1916. Like, they had this whole thing about what the French Army did and, like, how it led up to that, that one scene where the guy came in to the other general or whatever. So, I don't know. It could have been a bunch of different – I don't know. Who knows? It was 57.
1: People there's, – there's no reasoning back then sometimes. Yeah, that was a very interesting time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, I want to know, like – did you think that the movie was gonna end with them killing them and then like nothing after? Because I thought that's how it was gonna end. No, yeah, I mean, I thought could... they were gonna save them and then, then they didn't. I was like, is this how it's? Is this just gonna... It could have, but I felt like you needed a little more context. Context with um, to hone in that theme that they want to do that. It's just pointless. Yeah, and then like have the. Um, I can't think of his name. Kirk Douglas. Kirk, thank you. He wanted to say Michael Douglas. Well, that's another thing I want to talk about after this. Kirk Douglas, like, you want to see him kind of get back at the general who wanted to, you know, kill everyone. And yeah, He didn't really get back at him, though. It wasn't him, but he was the one who reported They wanted to him. show that, though. Yeah, I okay, think I got that. You. And then I think the the end scene with the woman singing in the bar. Yeah, I, know, I get it. Because at first I was like, I was telling Kelly, I was like, I feel like it would have been interesting for them to literally just end it on them dying and like that was it but then now you're saying that yeah i kind of probably wouldn't want that but kirk douglas amazing he was great in this but i was telling kelly like it got, i got distracted because one he looks like michael douglas but he sounds like michael Doug- i like i'm like i feel like i'm listening to michael douglas cause i've watched more of his stuff than kirk douglas anyone else feel that <laughs> no 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 Damn.
1: it's because i know he's his father so no i
0: know it's just like i i'd seen more of michael douglas so hearing his voice it's just like I'm like I feel like I can be, hearing Michael Douglas like, I don't know that that it was you know me I'm weird sometimes with little <laughs> things like that. I don't know, anything else stick out to you, acting, directing, writing. Miscellaneous. I enjoyed pretty much every aspect of this, um, beginning think, to end. Yes, I think the writing and the directing are really what, why it's so good, and I think it's Stanley Kubrick's. Take on a war film, and I don't think you really there isn't anyone who has really come to take. He was like, I feel like Stanley Kubrick's done so many different, like, he's done like a genre in each, like, he's done horror, he's done sci fi, he's done um, war, he's done, I mean, he does he didn't like another. A oh, political satire. Which one is political satire? Doctor Strange Love. What is what is Clockwork Orange? That that's like political. Which one, Clockwork? Yeah, that's political. That was a horror movie for some reason. Th- no? no, thriller. Thriller. I meant that's I mean. It's like a psychological. Movie. Yeah. Okay.
1: Thriller, but it's also a political statement, like you know, based on like control, like Big brothers watching you, dictatorship, like with the way that they manipulate Alex and everything in it. Yeah.
0: So. But, I, I mean, like, this is, I feel like, his war movie. So, you really, I, I feel like you don't see many people make a war movie like this that's anti-war. No, that's what, because I remember when I told Kelly right before we watched it, I was like, I, this doesn't seem like a Stanley Kubrick movie. Because I know he's very, like, this theme from the trailer seemed very, I didn't really read what it was about. Very straightforward. Even if it was good or not, it was very straightforward. But then watching it, I was like, i never seen the aspect of showing how i mean maybe until the five bloods that's not really a war movie in my opinion but like that view of like how war affects people and how like to be honest like how it's how it's not a great thing instead of showing like the grandness and like people becoming heroes
1: i I, mean i feel like i've seen movies like that where it's like they're doing it but stanley kubrick did it in a way that I think is actually opposite. I don't think it was straightforward because... No, I was saying I I thought
0: it was going to be, but it ended up not being.
1: I think it it wasn't like... Like, there are a bunch of movies that don't glorify war. But what I'm saying... But what I think is that Stanley Kubrick did it in a way that it's like, at first, you're just like, wait, what's the point of this movie? And it's like, but that's the message he's sending out. Mm -hmm. What's the fucking point? And it's like, so that's why I feel like he actually like kind of hit it on the nail, which... I think some directors and storytellers in movies today kind of miss that. Like, they're trying so hard to get the message across. Sometimes it's, like, too in your face, and then mm-hmm. it's, like, okay, I get it. Or it's, like, sometimes they make it way too obscure where it's just, like, what was the point? I feel like we watched the movie recently. Men. Yes, men. Men was it. For example, men. So we recently saw the movie Men. Um, I'm not going to really give a spoiler away but i guess i'll just say spoiler just in case the whole we fate that whole movie that was a so poorly executed its message because it was trying to be obscure and it was like obscure to the point where we were just like there was no message across Mm -hmm. at all so stanley kubrick did something that a lot of directors strive to achieve but fail to achieve where it's like you didn't throw it in my face but I got it at the end.
0: No, yeah, I think that's the very fine line with directors. But I also I I feel like in my mem- in my head I can't think of another war movie that's this anti-war in a very productive way. Like they really like they they did in a way just throw it all at you. But at the same time, like you said, it wasn't over your head. But I've never seen someone go that far with the anti-war aspect.
1: I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I, that, on so top many. of my head.
0: I I I keep thinking of Hacksaw Ridge, but I can't remember.
1: I know that was more religious.
0: Was that? I don't. I can't remember. It was all
1: based on like his religion, like being like, I have faith that we can do this. I don't have to kill people to do this.
0: I just th- this movie reminds me a little bit of Hacksaw Ridge. I've only seen the very beginning of it.
1: Hacksaw Ridge was very good. I, I was very shocked when I went to go see it. I thought it was gonna be something completely different in it. Change my mind. Well,
0: that's why I like about war. That's, what was that, that
1: other movie he did? That other movie where he played a priest with the other Silence. Two? That was a. And I that think was that was
0: Scorsese. That was Scorsese, about like that wasn't about war though. I don't think.
1: I thought it took place they during wartime. Missionaries didn't? or something in Japan. During, or yeah, something. during war. Time. Oh, I didn't war, know if war, it, I didn't really see. All it All so. I
0: know is that it was like it's like seventeen hours long and nothing happens in it. Yeah,
1: nothing happened. I I remember I was just like. Ugh. And I think that was a movie that was, I think, supposed to be anti-war. I could be wrong. I don't remember it because I did not enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I just thought of this, too. Um, Apocalypse Now is very an- anti war Yeah.
1: Have you ever seen Apocalypse Now? No, but in? I know. I know, but I I've know. I've never but finished I know that. it. Have
0: you? Uh, po- yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No. I know it's anti-war, though. You don't have to. You can know the movie.
1: I've never finished Apocalypse Now. Why? Because it's so fucking long. Oh, I love Apocalypse Now.
0: What I'm saying, I feel like it's there's that fine line, like Kelly was saying, but like Stanley Kubrick weirdly got it where it was like it it was was an interesting anti-war aspect without being like crazy like over the top but also like i feel like there's so many that are just like more straightforward that i feel like this was a nice i feel like it was an
1: example of a movie that it that of an anti-war movie that it's like simple premise simple plot there you go. Like, you don't need all this convoluted, obscure things where it's like, oh, they have PTSD. They have this. Yeah, look, they did this to their family. Oh, and then this happened. Look like- at men.
0: They, that didn't get banned anywhere. There's your point.
1: <laughs> I wish it got banned everywhere. <laughs> but oh, you you going to say, Jimmy? <laughs> I can't you deal with that Oh, movie. I thought you had your finger up.
0: Nope. Oh. Okay, well, since you were talking about what you like the most, let's start with MVP and LVP. Let's, let's move on with the podcast. Jimmy, start with your most valuable player. Uh, Stanley Kubrick. Kelly, your most valuable player.
1: Kirk Douglas.
0: I am going to also do Stanley Kubrick. Jimmy, your least valuable player.
1: Mine is the general.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the general probably. General, general. I'll go to general. That's true. Okay. Let's move on to win, lose. (laughs) Kelly, here's your buzzer. Thank you. Jimmy, here's your buzzer. Can I make sure it works? I was going to ask you in a second, oh, okay. but the games to win, lose, drink, even though, oh, we all have a drink, but whatever. Um, I'm going to give you an answer, multiple choice. Once I read the questions, I go, you answer. You, give me you hit the button and it's then too early. You want to get disqualified? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so whoever gets the most wins, let's begin. Oh, I, well, you already said your buzzers. It's fine. Nice and easy one. Let's start off with what country's army was featured in the movie? A, France. B, Germany. C, United States. Go. Germany. France. France, you are correct. You have one point on the board. Isn't
1: it technically both, though? That's a trick question. I
0: thought it was France.
1: Yeah, but weren't they fighting the Germans?
0: Germany (laughs) as well. (laughs) Oh, my question was, yes. Number two. The movie was adapted from what? A Broadway play? A book? It's an original idea. Go. Kelly. A book. A book. Correct. That was violent. It was very violent.
1: Because I'm very <laughs> upset about the last you one. But
0: also, isn't it also based off a of play? Yeah, but it was a book that turned it, into a play. Yeah. My questions are not descriptive. I apologize. Uh, number three, there was only one female speaking role. What was it? A, a dancer at a party. B, a general's wife. Or C, a singer. Go. Jimmy, singer. Correct. I it, wasn't. It sure. did not pass the Bechdel test. I'm just letting you all know. We should also do if a movie passes the Bechdel test. Ble- Blechdel or Bechdel? Bechdel. Bechdel? Okay. What's it's the Bechdel test? It's um, when... Two you have to w- explain these things. When two women have a conversation with more than two lines that doesn't talk about men and they both have to be named. Oh. So you're going to say naked. That should be... A,
1: that's that's a good one. <laughs> because Especially you in can, these 1950s movies. It, it,
0: Wait. So a we, lot of movies do not pass the test. Can Bechdel you repeat test. it again? The rules? So, okay, so it has to be, have a conversation between two named female characters, not like stripper number one and stripper number two, and they have to be, have two lines of dialogue, (sighs) number one, out. Two lines of dialogue. Two lines of dialogue that do not talk about, but in that dialogue, they cannot talk about another man. Okay. Well, technically, well, I guess she said... She's saying but, but it, for it, a long time if they're not talking. She is not talking She's to not another talking woman. To oh, oh, that conversation! You're talking about the conversation between another woman. Yes, not in general. Okay.
1: Okay. And what was a, the last one? It's a new thing that we're doing. They have to be named.
0: See, I think she was just German singer, <laughs> but Stanley Cooper's wife or a future wife. Um, okay, moving on to our final, final thing to do today. Jimmy, I thought you were about to just type your buzzer into a phone. <laughs> 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 I was gonna press the button. <laughs> okay, okay. I will give this movie a eight. Kelly? I'll give it a seven. I'm gonna give it an eight. Oh, wait, before you say it, the INDB rating is 8.4. This is 7.6. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't like it I'm that sorry, much. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, what'd you seven give it? An eight. Oh, okay. I'm
1: oh, we would have been so close, Kelly. Immediately after we finished this movie, I said I liked Mr. Smith Goes to Washington better. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I was like, if I like that better, then mm, because I was like, in terms of this is a political trial, I was like, I did enjoy Mr. Smith Goes to Washington better with this filibuster. So what I'm going to ask you me? mostly because of the female actress who I forgot her name.
0: Yeah. Kelly was like, there was no one like the female actress in this movie <laughs> from Mr. <laughs> Smith Goes to Washington. I
1: know. I was like, I was like, that's why Mr. Smith Goes to Washington was better than this movie.
0: I don't know. They're both. They're kind of like even with me, I feel like those two movies, but both very good. So what I was going to say is, Jimmy, what are the clues for next year, next year, for next week? And I've never seen this movie that we're doing, so okay, I can't okay, I'm ready, I'm give ready. you. So okay. please, you have the floor. Three clues are. Oh, it's 3 going to be three. Okay. One, limping. Okay. Two, twists. Okay. Three, cast and director are horrible people
1: in real life. Oh, I was like who's directing that? That's a very opinionated one.
0: Okay, they have had some very bad accusations against them that is That's like all might of Might have been proven in court, we're not I'm not sure. So everyone start googling, see who see what where we're maybe going. I forgot that this director directed this movie and I was like, "Oh." As soon as you said it, I was like, "Wait, who directed?" I'm like, "Oh, they directed it." I was like, "I guess so." Do you know who I'm talking about? I think so. We'll talk about it once I hit end this recording. Uh guys, thank you for joining us this week on our number uh, on our imdb top 250 count uh, not countdown journey uh with number 61 paths to glory we will see you next week for a lot of limping yeah uh, there is limping this week bye 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 thanks so much for listening you can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts and we want to hear what you think so leave us a review give us some likes on social media at pop poor review click around www.poporeview.com Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash pop pour review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titancast Network. Enjoy the rest of your Movie Monday. In we like to drink, drink, and we like to watch movies. That was a Titancast episode.